I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey, Joe, now that everything is done, I was wondering if you could bring us inside the negotiation a little bit. Obviously, it went up to you know the deadline. It was a lot of talks the last week or so. Just like... What were kind of the sticking points and, and what got it over the goal line? Yeah, it started roughly, I think it was three weeks ago today when uh, athletes first, you know, their group flew out here. You know, we had a dinner initially and they were actually in the building, um, you know, the Thursday, Friday, you know, for a couple of days. And we started our initial conversations then and, you know, then we kind of, you know, went remote after that up until the combine. So, we were in constant communication with them. You know, there's, again, I use that, you know, it was going to get worse before it got better. We started off, you know, we were far apart. And then just over the days, weeks, um, hours, we, we eventually got closer. And, you know, it, uh, yeah, pretty much came all the way down to the finish line. I think literally it was like 354, um, you know, the deal got done. And um, there's a lot of moving parts to it. But, you know, without getting into, you know, all the details of, what was sticking points and whatnot. Um, I thought for the most part at the end of the day, we'd, 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 we'd get a deal done. Um, again, I said it all along that franchising wasn't best for the franchise and it wasn't best for Daniel. So at the end of the day, I was pleased to get it done, but it was, uh, it went up, definitely went up to the wire. You, you talked a lot about walkaway numbers and lines in the sand and that. Did you have to slide that at all as the clock was ticking yesterday? Or did, you, did you hold firm, whatever that, that number was in, in your mind going throughout the whole process? Yeah, all the way to the end, there was, you know, again, you, you're not going to get everything you want in negotiation. Really, is that ever going to happen? And I think that goes for both sides. So, you know, there was give and take. Um, you know, people were standing firm on, you know, what was most important to each side. And then at the end of the day, um, each side had to give a little bit. And, you know, that's why, that's why I went down to the wire. And uh, we're happy we were able to get it done. Thanks. Paul Schwartz. Hey, Joe, how you doing? Hey, Paul, I'm great. Good. Um, um, you know, you came in here with, with uh, Dave's and, um, you know, we're evaluating everybody and certainly did not have to fall in love with Daniel Jones as a quarterback. Um, you didn't draft him. Um, by giving him this deal, are you saying that, you know, you feel you can win a Super Bowl with him? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the goal. Everybody's goal is to, to win a Super Bowl. So, you know, I think Daniel, you know, you look at, you know, he played well his rookie year. He, you know, he played well for us this past year. I think, uh, you know, the, the coaching staff has confidence in him. His organization, we have a confidence in him. And, you know, we're going to continue to build the team around him. That's the ultimate goal. And, and um, would you say that um, 
this contract is more about what he can do than what he has done because you know around the league a lot of people look at this you know what i mean and say daniel jones 40 million a year you know no way you know and they just recite numbers that show that he's not a 40 million dollar a year quarterback so why is he yeah we can't worry about what you know people are saying outside the building all we care about is inside these walls and we got a very talented experienced coaching staff um you know very talented uh, personnel staff, I believe, and you know what matters is what we think inside this building, and that's how we're always going to make decisions, and we're not going to worry about the outside noise, and we're going to be convicted in what we're doing. It's a well thought out process, and um, you know we're happy with the decision we made, and we're happy to move forward with Daniel. Thanks. Mm-hmm. All right, Stapleton. Hey, Joe. What's going on? Hey, Art. How you doing? Good. Uh, <laughs> Two things, actually. One, did you put any pressure on yourself as the process moved along? The idea of you knew what you wanted to accomplish, you knew what you didn't want uh, to happen. As it started getting closer, did you kind of have to dig in and maybe learn a little bit about yourself in, in this negotiation as far as, you know, how to handle it, how to deal with the emotions? You know, we had just asked Daniel whether that was on the other side of the table or not. Uh, I'm just curious from your perspective, what did you come away with uh, down the stretch of this of this negotiation? Yeah, I think the, the quarterback deals are always going to be the, you know, I talked to a couple general managers at the Combine, and, you know, the quarterback deals are, are, are the difficult ones. And, you know, we just went, you know, I went through one a few years ago with, with Josh and learned a lot from, you know, how Brandon handled the situation. And also just dealing with, you know, I, Kevin Abrams did a great job. Ed Triggs, Charles Tisch, uh, Max Curran, uh, Ty Sear, Sam. They, they all did a great job with, with stats in terms of where we were going with our incentives, contract structure, whatever it was, the negotiating part. They all did an amazing job. So, you know, last year we didn't have a lot of money. So this is kind of my first time going through a major deal with, um, you know, the team and the negotiating team that's here. And, you know, they did a phenomenal job. So there was some learning there back and forth. Um, you know, again, I, I know I'm stubborn. I know, <laughs> I know I like to dig in. So, you know, some of that came out, uh, probably different sides of me that, you know, those guys haven't seen, but, um, my experience I had in Buffalo was, you know, I leaned on some of that. And then, you know, again, it was a deal that we wanted to get done and you got to be willing to be flexible in these deals. And, um, you know, that's how we eventually got it done, just being flexible and, and doing what's best for the franchise. And that's where I was at, you know, I was at peace with whichever way we went with it at the end. And, you know, whether it was franchise or getting the deal done, but ultimately my job is to do what's you know, best for the franchise and keep that in mind. And um, I think where we landed was, was best for both parties. Just, just one other quick thing. I had gotten this question a lot as the deadline approached yesterday. How did you, did you guys have kind of a drop dead time where you said, you know what, we can't be messing around knowing that, you know, Wi-Fi <laughs> goes down and the tag doesn't go into the league office. You know, we had that, facts issue years ago with yeah. Duberville. That came up. That came up. Like one of our guys was saying, I don't trust the Wi-Fi and we got to get this in. So yeah, that was that was real. Like we tried to, you know, propose like, hey, noon noon deadline, like let's let's agree to something by noon and then that way we don't have to scramble at the end. And that didn't happen. <laughs> so we, you know, went all the way to the deadline and you know we were scrambling, we were prepared. We had several emails prepared, you know, depending which, which way everything went. And, you know, fortunately, I think the, uh, you know, best case scenario came to fruition. Thanks, Joe. Yeah, thank you, Art. Connor Hughes. 
it, Joe, obviously with you guys uh, extending Daniel, you were able to franchise tag Saquon. So I was just wondering where things stand right now with him. Are you guys still negotiating? How are those negotiations going? And is there hope that you might be able to get something long-term done with him as well before the new league year begins? Yeah, I'm going to talk to Saquon today. I talked to him yesterday before, um, you know, we put the franchise tag on him. So, again, we've we've had deals out, um, you know, whether it's the bye week or recently, and we're going to continue to negotiate. You know, we love Saquon. He's a good teammate. He's a captain. He's a hell of a player. So, you know, right now he's under the franchise tag. And, you know, as we, we build the team and, you know, continue with our offseason plan, you know, we'll, we'll do what's best for the team. And, you know, we're still mapping that out. Charlotte Carroll. Hey, Joe, how's it going? Great, how are you, Charlotte? Good. Um, Daniel said that he was in the building yesterday when the deal went down. Um, I was wondering if you were able to kind of talk with him after, what those conversations were like, and now that it's finally settled, how what that was like to kind of see him in that atmosphere, in that environment. Yeah, I think it was a big relief for everybody. I mean, it was stressful enough over the three weeks as you're going to it, going through the process, but then, you know, with the time crunch at the end, um, you know, it was just added stress on top of it, you know, all the way up to the deadline. So I think there was a sense of relief on all parties, you know, afterwards, um, you know, gave some big hugs and, and then uh, ran off to do the other things that we needed to do before four o'clock. So um, again, he was here late last night to, to sign the deal. And, you know, again, I think there was just a lot of relief, you know, on both sides. Tom Canavan. Hey, Joe, how you doing? I'm doing good, Tom. How are you? Very good. good. I, for the fans, I mean, you, you can sit around and you can say the Giants went into free agency with $48 million or whatever the number is in cap space. And for the average guy that you're going to think, well, Daniel's getting 40, Saquon's getting 10. Do you have anything for anybody else? Can you explain to them how there's money available for other people? Yeah, with the, with the salary cap and the signing bonus, like, again, where we were, the way we did Daniel's deal with the signing bonus, that spreads out over four years. And then his P5 is um, nine and a half this year. And then the proration of the signing bonus, um, which I think was 36. So, you know, that's where we have money there. It's, you know, everybody looks at the 40 number, that, but that frees up some money. And then, um, you know, we'll see what happens with Saquon. The franchise number is just over 10. You know, if you extend him and there's a signing bonus involved, you could free up more cap space. Um, there's other people, you know, Dexter Lawrence is a guy. Uh, we've started talking with his representatives. You know, he's he's on the fifth year option. You could lower that number with a signing bonus. So the signing bonus allows you to spread the money over uh, the, the length of the contract up to five years. And, you know, that's how you're able to lower um, the yearly amount that counts against the cap. And it leaves you money for everybody else. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Patty, Trina. Hi, Joe. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. Okay. Joe, you mentioned that you, you've had conversations with Dexter Lawrence's reps, but I'm just wondering, with Daniel having fallen into place, Saquon, the tag in place now, where do you stand with decisions regarding Kenny Galladay? Is he a pre-June or post-June? And also, what about Leo, who I think you had mentioned you were looking to maybe do something with him? Yeah, those are ongoing conversations. Like, we got back from the combine late Sunday night, um, Athletes First was here on Monday. So, um, you know, the meetings that I've had this morning are usually done the Monday after the combine. So it was kind of a wait and see until, you know, we knew where we landed with Daniel and Saquon. And now that, you know, now that we're there, 
you know, now we're really going into strategy meetings leading up to Monday when we can start negotiating with free agents. So, yeah, you know, Kenny, again, we'll, we'll, we'll see. There's a good chance that, uh, you know, we just take the hit this year. Uh, we've already, we already have some money that's, you know, dead money in 2024 just to get through this past season. We had to do some roster, um, you know, some financial moves and actually kick money into dead money into 2024. So, um, you know, if we can take our medicine this year, I think that'll help us in 2024 and, you know, get out of the business, hopefully, of, you know, having dead, you know, a lot of dead money in any, any year. And then just one quick follow-up, if I may, you know, the advantage to obviously making Kenny a post-June 1st is you get, you don't get to use the money until after June 1st, but you get a lot more and you, of course, have a, you know, a spillover to the following year when the cap goes up. So might that be a, an option for you to consider, considering that, you know, that'll give you enough to get you through 2023? Plus, if you want to extend somebody, now you have a nice little cushion, if you will. Yeah, and that goes. I mean, that that could be said for next year if you're sitting there with 17 million in dead money, and it's 12 months from now. I'm like, gosh, dang! I wish we'd have just taken our medicine last year. We'd have, you know, we'd have more money. And you got Andrew Thomas, who's a good player. Um, you know, Xavier McKinney. There's there's other players on the roster that you may want to extend, or if you want to go outside the building. So, if we have the financial flexibility, just to you know take our medicine and take on the dead money this year. Um, you know, that may be better, but those are all decisions that we'll make moving forward that, you know, we're having those meetings now and going through what the base, best case scenarios are. And, you know, we still have till Wednesday to make that decision. Thank you, Joe. Kim Jones. Hey, Joe, how are you? I'm great, Kim. How are you? I'm good. Thanks. I'm just wondering, without asking you state secrets, like now that you have Daniel uh, under wraps and I'm going to presume Saquon, um, how do you go about making this offense better and making this team better around what is now your franchise quarterback? Yeah, we're, I mean, there's, there's several avenues. Now we have some financial flexibility this year. You know, again, this, this morning we're, we're going over the free agent market. Um, and again, I know people want to talk about offense and the receivers a lot, but, you know, again, you know, we're still building a team and, um, you know, often, you know, all three phases, you know, we're going to look to upgrade, you know, offensively, defensively, and our special teams units. So um, it's nice, again, to have, you know, the draft capital that we have, the financial flexibility we have to really start building this thing. You know, I don't think, you know, I, I don't want to say this is, this starts the build because, um, you know, we made some moves last year and, you know, through the draft and some waiver wire claims that are still going to be here. But, you know, this is, this is finally where we have, you know, flexibility, draft capital, a second draft class. And we really start building this thing knowing that, you know, we have Daniel in place. You, you inherited, you know, somewhat of a mess last season. Is there a way that you would be able to explain to us how much better you feel uh, about the organization right now and its flexibility in some respects? <laughs> yeah, I'll give you a good example. We were just talking about a player. I won't name the position or anything. And he's like, yeah, we're guessing his market might be two and a half. And I'm like, it's, we can afford that. Like, like it's only two and a half. Like, we can actually afford it. You know, we're not uh, shopping for minimum players anymore. So even players like that that can be really good depth players um, will make us that much better. So, yeah, just having the flexibility now to, you know, be creative, uh, you know, go get players, you know, at maybe a little bit higher value, but, you know, also being able to sign whether it's tier three players, two, one, however you do it, just we can map it out and there's players that we can go, we can go um, procure now that maybe we weren't in the past. So this off season, a little bit, I still believe in, you know, building through the draft and um, you know, we can, we can sign guys in free agency to help the roster. But I still think with, you know, Daniel and, you know, 
Dexter coming down the road and some of the other players, like you're still going to need to build through the draft because I think there's going to be some players that are making good money on our roster, so it's still going to be important. Last one real quick. Did you hear from anyone in Buffalo kind of congratulating you? You, you went through that with Josh, obviously, and now you, you have your own situation. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I had a few – a lot of those. And then, you know, talking with Brandon, I talked to him last night. Just, you know, again, you're – I watched him a lot go through this, but until you actually go through it, you don't realize, you know, the stress, the pressure, uh, the back and forth and, you know, the sleepless nights and, you know, how much it weighs on you. So, you know, I, he, uh, I told him I totally understand now those mornings when he came in and he, he looked like hell because he, he wasn't sleeping and, um, you know, I, I knew exactly where he was. Thank you, Joe. Mm -hmm. Pat Leonard. Hey, Joe, uh, wondering, you know, in the 11th hour when you said, both sides had to stand for what they wanted most and then concede some things as you got, as Daniel ends up getting $40 million, getting his guaranteed money. What do you feel like the team got in concessions that were important to you guys at the end of the day? Yeah, I don't want to get into the details of it, but I mean, we, we, we came to a, we came to a spot where what was important to them and what was important to us. We came to an agreement. They got what they wanted. We got, what we wanted. And there were some uh, concessions on, you know, other things that maybe weren't as big of a priority. So we hashed that out all the way up to the end. And again, like I think where, where they gave and we gave, and um, I, I really do like, you know, the best deals are one when both parties are happy at the end. And I, I think that's the landing spot we came to. And uh, Julian Love looks like a guy who you now have to turn your attention to wondering if you have um, any optimism that that will get done, or if you feel like there's still a gap there with uh, about a week to play with here. Yeah, that's a good question, Pat. And we're gonna we're gonna reach out to our UFAs today. We've been again, Kevin Abrams did an amazing job. Ed Triggs, those guys did awesome. So Charles Tish, we're gonna start reaching out to the agents today. Um, you know, kind of see where they are, where we are, and you know, again, see if we can get something done before you know Wednesday when the new league year starts. So we'll we'll be in constant communication with those guys over the next few days. One last one um, was how involved or not involved was John Mara in? this deal actually happening at the end, getting done, um, you know, how involved was he in the process? Yeah, no, I just, John Mara, Chris Mara, Steve Tish, they were, you know, I got a text chain with them. I called them, I've talked to them. I, I kept them abreast um, since the beginning of the process. We started three weeks ago. So phone calls or text chains, you know, just keeping them abreast on what was going on. Thanks. Yep. We'll take three more, Jordan Renan. Hey, Joe. What's going on, man? Hey, Jordan. How you doing? I'm good. Uh, I'm curious, how much time do you guys think you get, that you and their side put in in the last, uh, I don't know, two two or three days? I know they came out here Monday. Like, were, Did you guys pull an all-nighter that night? Like, How long were you working on it? And did, was there, <laughs> were there points where you guys separated and were like, man, I'm not sure we're getting there? Yeah, we were here late Monday night. Yeah, we were here. We were here late Monday night, um, back in early Tuesday morning. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, it was on our mind for, you know, the last 72 hours. I mean, I would say the last three weeks because we've been in constant communication. But, like, them being here physically, I mean, we, we met with them, I mean, nine straight days up to the end. So, fit, like, in person, you know, nine straight days of meeting. So, yeah, I mean, that's a lot of time, whether it was at the Combine or when they were here. So, um, a lot of time, like got a little dicey yesterday as it was getting close to 3.30, 3.40. There was part of me like, you know, that we may not get to the finish line. And then, um, you know, again, the last four or five minutes, we, we tied a bow on it, luckily. And then you said, you know, both sides kind of stood ground on what was important to them. I'm curious, what was important to you when you 
went into this deal? Like, what did you want to get out of it? As, and like a big picture. Yeah, I just I wanted to know we had our quarterback here, um, and it wasn't a franchise tag type deal. So I that was to me that was a worst case scenario putting the franchise tag on him. But I also knew I had that as a tool. So the deal had to make sense um, for the franchise, you know, both short term and long term. And you know that that was what was important to me. And the fact that we didn't have to put the franchise tag on him and um, the way the deal was structured in the years, you know, again, I think both parties were happy at the end. Ed Valentine. Hey, Joe, I'm curious. You know, when a new regime comes in, you and Dave's came in last year. This is not how this usually goes when there's a, a quarterback in place that there's a question about. I'm curious if a year ago, you thought you'd be here today signing Daniel to a long-term contract and, and when you really thought, you know, that that's the, the direction you wanted to go. Yeah, I would say if I thought I was going to be here a year ago, I would have done that fifth year. <laughs> I'd have done the fifth year option, um, you know, but again, I knew from doing work on Daniel coming out in the draft, the type of person he was uh, from everybody in the building, the type of person he was, the, his work ethic. He has all the physical tools. He's athletic. He can make all the throws. Just the situation he was in, I, I do think you have to look into that, like year two and three, you know, what he went through, um, you know, the talent that was around him, the injuries. You know, there was a lot that went into it. But being around Daniel for the last, you know, 13 months and seeing him play in the fourth quarter comebacks and winning a playoff game on the road, and there's a lot of positives that, you know, a 25-year-old young man uh, just displayed throughout the season. And – you know, the upside, I got a lot of belief in our staff and Daniel's work ethic and their relationship that, you know, will continue to grow and Daniel can get to the better. If, if he's just at his floor right now, I'm really excited about what his ceiling's going to be. Thank you. Last one here, Bob Brookover. Hey, Joe. Um, you, you, uh, you mentioned Saquon, but he had said before free agency or before this whole, as soon as the season ended, that if he was tagged, he would not be happy. Uh, do you get the impression right now that he is not happy, or have you alleviated that by saying, "Hey, we're still working here, Saquon"? Yeah, I, I haven't talked, you know, in depth with Saquon yet. I'm, I'm going to talk with him today, and I mean, again, we—that's negotiations. You know, we, we we had some deals out there, and we tried to get a deal done with him and his representatives, and. And we couldn't. And, you know, I think both parties knew at the end of the day that, that this was an option. And, um, you know, I think, you know, again, if he's, he's frustrated, you know, I can understand some of that. And, you know, we could be frustrated as well that we weren't able to get a deal done. But I love Saquon. He's a good player. You know, he's going to be a part of this team going forward. And, you know, we'll see where it goes, you know, from here. And the other question is, how much of an impact, now that you do have some money to go out and, and spend, how much of an impact do you think free agency – outside free agents can have on improving your team this offseason? Yeah, certain positions I think would have a major impact um, depending where we go and, and the price point. Again, like we can't negotiate until Monday, so we're not really certain where some of these players are going to be from a financial standpoint, you know, contract years and, 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 and those type of things. So, um, you know, we'll be fiscally responsible with, with the moves that we make. And, again, I think – when you're signing people outside the building, you got to make sure you're right on the character, the medical. It's not like the draft where we can go to the combine and you know we can we can do physicals on these guys and you know see where they may have previous injuries and what those look like and you know you don't get to interview them and go to their schools and all that stuff. So you know we got to be uh, diligent with our 
you know, research on, on, on the players. And then, you know, also be, like I said, be fiscally responsible with where you pay these guys. So we're going to do our research and, you know, we, I think we've got some players targeted that will, will make impacts if, if, if the contract structure is right. Um, and again, if not, we have plan B, C and D um, if we need to go there. And the one last thing, I'm just following up on Pat asking about Julian. You had said last week, let's some guys have been released. Let's see where the safety market is going. How do you feel about without naming any any names this free agent safety market? Yeah, I think there's some depth there. I really do. So that's again, it, it's not just when you're looking at the markets. You also, have, I think, you really need to look at the draft too. If it's a if it's uh, let's say it's a deep safety market in free agency and there's some really good safeties in the draft, well, then sometimes that suppresses the market. So we'll take all that into account. If again, if 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 a you know a player and their price gets out of hand, hey, just we also know what the the landscape of the draft looks like, and there's different avenues you can you know acquire players, and you know we'll make sure that you know we're aware of all those. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.